I'm Toby. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to... Oh my God, shut the fuck up. Where we talk and talk. And keep talking. Because we fucking want to. Yeah. (laughs) Before we start, we want to specify that we do not condone, nor are we trying to glamorize domestic violence drug use, or any illegal behaviors that we might talk about. The things we did when we were younger are not who we are today and are not a good representation of how we were raised by our parents. There is no pride in most of these actions. We do think by owning these stories, we are holding ourselves accountable, and we want you to know that we have learned learned from from every every mistake. mistake. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) all right here we go this is going to be the last pretty much the last chapter on this whole messina thing this this is where it gets pretty serious for those of you that were wondering where we were last week we honestly needed a week off to focus on our mental health Mm -hmm. the stuff that we've been talking about has been catching up to us it's a lot of bad memories it's a lot of bad trauma and we just needed time to process as for me personally, I, to be completely honest, I didn't realize how much I blocked out and forgot about. And just revisiting all of this trauma has been really, really stressful for me. And it's been making me really, really emotional. And I mean, like, to the point where I have been looking into seeing a therapist, which I've which never I'm, done before. Which I'm also to. very proud of you for. Thank you. I know it's it's needed. Yes. It's a long time overdue. Like I told you before, if your arm's broken, you go get a cast and you get it fixed. You go see a doctor. So if your mind needs help and needs to be fixed, you got to fix it. Right? Right. And that is true. I love that. Me too. And I love you. I love you too. I'm glad to be back though. It feels good to like be doing this again. Yeah, me too. I felt I'm so excited. weird. Yeah, and I'm excited to let... Yeah, I almost felt guilty. Did you feel guilty? Yeah, I was like, oh no, people are <laughs> I know. waiting for it and we didn't even do it. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, I'm excited to be back, but I mean, I definitely think that mental health obviously comes before everything, so I'm glad that we did it. It gave me some time to kind of readjust and kind of put things mm-hmm. in perspective, but I'm also excited to kind of finish this segment up and we can kind of move forward and just have more upbeat positive conversations yeah more current yeah present stuff that we wanted people to get to know us and they know already too much yeah here we go (laughs) keep it going let's keep it going so with all that being said i left off with pg breaking my hand and my hand was in a cast for three months I was out of work for more than three months because after I got my hard cast off, I had to wear a soft cast for another three months. That's how bad it was. Um, I remember. So the hard cast was like you actually had like a real cast, right? That's what a hard cast is. Yeah. These are probably such dumb questions. But and then the soft cast was the like a brace. um, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, you know, when most people break their hand, they have their thumb out and are able to move it around. Mm-hmm. Well, he broke my entire hand and my thumb. So they actually connected the cast all the way up to my thumb. So I couldn't move my thumb at all. And if you've ever tried to pick stuff up with your four fingers, oh, and not I can't imagine. Your thumb, it's hard. 
Ugh. Yeah, so six months without my left hand. But yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Like, most people don't know this. But the abuse from him went on even while I had my cast on and after and while I had my restraining order against him. Like, he was still physically beating the shit out of me while I had my cast on my hand. So you guys would hang out, like, on a regular? Or was it just, like, more, like, sneaking around randomly here and there? Or was it, like, uh, most of the week? We hung out a lot, but we had to sneak around. Like, we would get hotel rooms and stuff and just... Yeah, I didn't even know. I mean... Yeah, I didn't tell anybody because, like... I, I mean, mean, how, how dumb is that? Yeah. I mean, well, why would you want to put that on? You guys have a restraining order. You know what I mean? So Yeah, exactly. So we just... We hung out a lot, more than a couple times a week, but we were sneaky about it. So at that point, when I was going through all of that, where were you? you I was, so I was kind of just still floating around Messina. Like, I literally would just, I'm not going to, I'm not, like, proud of it, but, like, I would just, like, work odd jobs, but I would never hold the job. It's, like, one thing about me that I'm not really proud of is, like, during that whole period of time, I would just kind of, like, get a job, save up for something like if i was going on a trip or something i would kind of work if i like i needed to make money i guess but for the most part i was spending my time like in the projects i'd hang out a lot with my friend amanda or i would hang out in the projects with like um my friend ashley who i'm not friends with anymore um but christy i'm still friends with christy and she's still like my number one one of my number one cheerleaders in life like literally always there for me um ray lynn i uh, love her ray lynn Shout out Raylan, so good, love her. Um, and then Ebony, I'd hang out there. Um, I stayed there, like I would crash there a lot, like between Raylan and Ashley's house. And we just, I was using drugs really, like I'm obviously not proud of it, but I was using drugs like a lot. Um, I would go out every single night and I had like, most of the time I had no money. And I would just like free drinks the whole night anywhere i went it wasn't really like a vip it was more like of a scumbag like they kind of knew i didn't have money so people would just buy me drinks i mean i don't know i was just in a really gross place and i didn't even look at it like anything was wrong but if you look back in like hindsight it's like i was homeless i was jobless and i didn't care you know i remember when i got the job at sears was like a big break for me and I made really good money at Sears. I did a really good job, but I remember I got fired. I worked there for maybe like maybe four or five months, but I got fired from there. And I remember the boss was crying when they had to let me go because I like I was a good worker. I just, my priorities obviously weren't straight. I was going out, so I'd call out all the time and stuff. But yeah, it got also got to a point where like anytime that I would go out, like if I had like two drinks, it was like, how am I getting a bag? Like I had, Like it was like, I had to do Coke. Like I had to do something it was i couldn't just drink at that point like it was an instant like it's i have to do something else yeah you relied on i was the same way and at that point i was working at highland nursing home and this mm -hmm. i worked there for about two years so this was like before and after all the abuse with pg and i was doing so many drugs that i you know people wake and bake i was wake and i have to snort coke yeah I needed it with my coffee. I had to do it before work. And I hate to even say this, but I brought it with me to work. Well, it was just going to keep you going, but it was also like you were dealing with a traumatic thing. Because that was what you used to cope. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like I could not have a conversation with a person without being on it or pills. Uh, I just needed it to function, to talk, to work, to do everything. Obviously, I didn't need it, but at the time, yeah, he thought like, you did. Yeah, and I was it doing helped. it in the bathroom at work. Like, what the fuck? I think for me, it was like I was using, kind of looking at it right now. It's like when I was using it so much, it was like I didn't really know where I was going some nights, like where I was going to land, like where am I staying, where you know what I mean. So. Yeah. If I remember, if I did coke, like obviously the people that I was doing coke with are going to be up until fucking 10 o'clock the next day. So I would be able to be with them until, you know what I mean? And then figure it out from there. But I just, I was really lost in those moments. Like I knew and like it bothered me, but I had that like, tough exterior skin pretending I did at least where I didn't care. Or like I was mm -hmm. the kind of like party monster wildness. It's just weird. I don't know. I just, I didn't. I was sad about it, but it's like, what was I going to do? You know what I mean? It felt almost like I have no choice but to ride this out. And yeah, I, I just was really depressed. And I don't know. I, I let myself go bad. I can't even remember at that time. I think I was living with, was I living with my parents? Or did I get my, that apartment with Aaron? Yeah, I was you were with Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Because yes. I remember I stayed with you a couple of times. We were even looking at like videos and pictures of when I would stay with you and stuff. But oh, I yeah. stayed at Marky's a lot. But I was, uh, most of the time I would stay at, um, my friend at the time Ashley's house she was I mean me and Ashley were really good friends I mean obviously like people grow apart and stuff but she I just think that mentally she went somewhere else I mean we all have our issues but yeah she just I mean yeah she's the I mean we haven't even spoken years but she was a good friend back then and you know she helped me through a lot of it I mean Raylan definitely wouldn't know what to do without her and Christy for oh, even as of last year has helped me so much so yeah i mean i had friends like you guys all made sure that i was safe for the most part as much as you could you know what i mean you guys made sure i wasn't like on the, i was never on the street i wouldn't say that but yeah i was definitely floating around and like in a very uncomfortable place i would hang out with tanika a lot too oh yeah me too yeah, oh my god over there and she was really fun she was a really good friend too but just oh, like, i loved her me too just like um a lot of people is kind of like just time grew apart and you know, I was just thinking about is like, like we, you and I, we had our crew with Marky and Paula and Chantal and Lizzie and Hannah and Jen and whatever. But I also had my little like other people that I used to hang out with that you didn't hang out with. And then you had your other people that mm -hmm. you, like Raylan and I kind of hung out with um, Christy here and there, but not like you were. And I never yeah. hung out with Raylan. And I definitely didn't hang out with Ebony. And she didn't like you at all. Because I was... <laughs> a man snatcher. Every other night, I was staying the night at Chucky's. But you know what? I'm not going to... I'm just going to say this really quick, though. Like, it wasn't like I just home wrecked them one no. day and then whatever. Him and I were on and off since i was 17 and the only thing i hate saying this because i do love ebony but like the only thing holding them together at that time was their she had a child with them you know what i mean so yeah it was like she's gonna probably hate me for saying that but it's like that's the only thing they really they were a toxic relationship she, she knows that you know what yeah, i mean like I he wasn't good for her but when you guys you and chucky were together not together but you know when you we guys were, were though. Up, you guys were like good friends you know what i mean like you guys weren't it wasn't a volatile situation and what you were going through with pg like you finally had some kind of yeah and he knew 
what I went through too because he became friends with PG at one point. Mm -hmm. You know, because like I said, him and I have been like on and off since we were 17. So we had a lot of the same friends or if I started dating someone, he would become friends with them, you know, and yeah. we would all hang out. So, yeah, after PG and I ended up breaking up, that was he was there. Yeah. And we were like at that point really He's seeing a good each moment. other a lot. I've, I've always been and you know this, like I don't mind Chucky. I don't think he's a bad person per se, but I've always been team Ebony. Like, I guess it's like. I know. That's kind of how that had to go. It's just like me and Ebony were really good friends growing up. We'd always like go away to parties at her house, like in high school, and like just like a really good person. Um, but if you weren't on her good side, it was not good. So yeah. it was either like Ebony <laughs> or you were the enemy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I but I've always into this day, I will say I'm team Ebony. You know what I mean? I love her, I have her back, I love her kids, you know, I just love everything about her family. But yeah. I knew I, where you were. It was weird for me because I was kind of in not in the middle. You guys never really put me in the middle, but I would have to hear both sides, you know. And I know and that is strange. weird to think about. And I do feel bad for the times that like him and I were hooking up and they were still technically together. Oh, not even just that, or like times that like he probably should have been with his fucking children. Yeah. And he was fucking partying with you. That's the things that I would be like, wow, what a loser. And it had nothing to do with you. You're not in control of a grown man. You yeah. Know? And but also like... we were hooking up and like kind of seeing each other way before she had her kid, her first kid also. Uh, who's literally like 16 years old. That's wild. It's like, I'm old. <laughs> I know. Um, that is so weird. And gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous too. It's crazy. Her name is um, really pretty too. All of her kids, yeah. Yeah. Vinny and Chucky are really beautiful children. But um, yeah, but Christy has always been literally me and Christy became friends in second grade. Like one of my best friends. Like that's like a long, but it's the same as Jen, you know, just having friends like that long is you never a lot of people aren't that lucky. Yeah. You know, I have I think one friend that I've had since second grade, we're still friends to this day, and that's Christina. Ugh, I just love her. I know, me too. I really would love to see her, but I don't know how to contact her since I don't have Facebook and stuff. It's hard for me to. I can get her number. People. Yeah, you should. Christina, if you're listening, I'm looking for you. <laughs> I'm looking for you, Paris. Um, <laughs> Paris. Yeah, so for the most part, I would just hang out there. I work odd jobs, strange. Like I was in such a weird thing. I I moved in with my friend Amanda for a while, and um, back then Amanda like really like helped me kind of like put my head on straight. She's a good, how do I put this? She's a good like motivational speaker. I guess it's like yeah. weird for me to say because we kind of had a falling out, but she really was like a good. A really good person for me to be around at that moment. Like a good-hearted person. Yeah, well, that and like just like she really, she'd been through things in her life, and she looked at you like, no, you know better, and this is this is what it is, and this is what she just knew how to get through to me. I guess is what it was, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a like a conversation with like you where you'd kind of like joke me a little bit like baby Toby like don't worry you can come see her she'd be like you gotta snap the fuck out of it bro you know and yeah I always like kind of idolized her in a way because she was older than us not wicked old but she was like maybe I think she's like four years five years older than me and like I just she'd boost me up and I almost became I really do even to this day I look at like uh her daughter um she's like a great a great human being um 
her mom like it's just like i became part of like their family and like in moments where like my family kind of pushed not pushed me back in a negative way it was like for me to figure it out they didn't really want to see me spiraling like that so but her family would be there and amanda would be there to like boost me up so i, I remember had I, you living with her i remember i dropped you off there before and picked you up there yeah you guys a lot of people would they you guys would all joke about um sharing custody of me <laughs> yeah what it was like it was like oh well toby's gonna go with me this weekend and blah blah, blah. it was <laughs> funny but looking back it's just like I don't know. I was 22 years old. I remember the age just because I remember, it was just such a weird time for me. Like you almost feel like l even when I would have like little things would go good for me. It'd be like, wow, I'm in control for once. You know, it's like I'd be grateful uh -huh. for such small things. But well, I don't know how much I've grown since then without even really realizing it. Like that was like 10, 11 years ago. And I'm like, wow, like. I know I it's really... crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but so you. <sighs> Like, you literally were, like, still hanging out with PG or working at Highland. Yep, and um, doing lots of drugs. Yeah, but, but I remember we started hanging out with a lot of people you worked with. It was, like, a lot of people that worked at that nursing home kind of were, like, not all of them, but they were kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, we, we were became, like, about. a little family. <laughs> yeah, but I remember um a girl that you started hanging out with who I love to this day. Her name was Leslie. Oh, my God. Yes, that was the first girl that I ever started to like, like physically attracted to, had a huge crush on her. She had a crush on me. Like we both liked each other a lot. A big old lesbian crush. Yep. And we worked on the same floor. Such so, a sweet girl. Yeah. At the time, though, like it was kind of awkward. And I feel like after just talking about the Chucky and Ebony thing, now I'm going to talk about this. I sound like a really bad person, but <laughs> yeah, I swear well, I'm not. It is your patterns, though. You do have some patterns of dating people's backwash, but whatever. Keep going. Yeah, so... <laughs> backwash. Yeah, not her, but yeah, I know what you mean. So, <laughs> we started... We just, like, we worked side by side with each other, and we fell for each other, and she at the time was dating... Marlene, I'm sure who's listening to this will know who that is. It's not, you know, it's not a very common name. Yeah. <laughs> and so during that point, when people started finding out that we kind of like were flirting and we had a huge crush on each other, I got this stupid nickname at work. First nickname I ever had there was Spoiled Little Rich Girl, which is, I'm not rich, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So... You carried uh, yourself as of being, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've had I, expensive things where most of those people had, like, eight kids at that point and were living in a shack somewhere, you know? Yeah, and I grew up very well off, I guess you could say. So, yeah. yeah. But then, so when that whole thing happened with Leslie, I was now the spoiled little rich girl who's a wannabe lesbian. I mean, but you weren't a wannabe lesbian. No, I'm 100%. You're bisexual. Bisexual, Yeah. And I knew I was when I, at a very young age because before I ever hooked up with a guy and lost my virginity, my very, very first hookup was with a girl. How old? Very young. Oh, how old? Oh, uh, like 10. Wow. I know. We were very, we were, it was, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was crazy. We were in my room. She was my best okay. friend. I don't know if you should go into detail about child. We were in my closet and we were just experimenting things. Okay, there you go. Keep it like I was gonna say. I don't think <laughs> anyone wants to hear about 
two ten year olds going at it. It's kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah. I mean, I was nineteen when I lost my virginity. I was fourteen. I was nineteen because I used to sneak <laughs> into Charlie's, and I'm just gonna say this story because this is where actually, yeah, I'll count this as my losing virginity story. <laughs> um, well. But I was 19 and I would sneak into Charlie's all the time. And there was this guy there and super hot. Oh my God, so hot. Do you remember one time we were partying at BJ's house and you were like, you hooked up with that guy? And I was like, yeah, you're like, holy fuck. What guy? His name was, I'll say his first name. His first name was Brian. Um, I'll beep out his last name. I don't know. Oh my god, he was so hot. Now he's like missing his two front teeth or something like that. Oh, I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. So hot. Anyway, he um so we went to this after party or whatever, and um we we're doing coke, like mirrors were being passed around everywhere. I remember he kept bringing me into the bathrooms. Like, why would we go in the bathroom to do lines when every single person is doing one? And I remember Lady Gaga song came on and he was like I was singing it. It was like poker face or something. And I was like thinking, he's like, you know how I know you're gay? And I was like, how? And he was like, because you like Lady Gaga. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, God. And then he was like, do you want to play 31 for blowjobs? Like if if I win, you have to give me a blowjob. And if you win, I have to give you a blowjob. And I'm like, ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so then I won. And he was like, do you want me to give you a ride home? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Because I was like stuck out like near Twin River School. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to get back into town? So I got in his truck. And what CD does he have in the CD player? Oh, my Lady God. Lady Gaga. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is serious. Like, this guy really is. Like, he's gay. So whatever. We hooked up in his truck. And whatever. I lost my virginity in that truck. And then was about to get dropped off at Tanika's house. I, like, looked in the... I pulled down his mirror to, like, make sure I didn't look like I just got butt-fucked in a truck. <laughs> and so I'm, like, looking in the mirror, and a picture of his children and his wife and him fell down. Oh, no. And I, I remember was, you telling me this story. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, so flash forward to, like, maybe, like... Wait, wait, wait. I gotta ask this question. Huh? When you guys did that in the truck, were you by the high-rises? Yes. Oh, my God. I remember. Okay, you want to know how you remember? Is because, like, maybe, like, not even 24 hours later, somebody posted it on Messina Topics that I was with Brian. I learned the world looking up in his truck near the high-rises. <laughs> I was caught. Oh, man. So the first time I ever have gay sex, <laughs> I get caught. With a married man? With a married man. In a truck. In a truck next to old people high rises. Wow. Dead. Dead. I, I will tell you first dead. Time too. <laughs> yeah, I know you were ten in a closet. No, <laughs> that was that was not that is not like I didn't pop my cherry. You ew, know, that was different. But when I lost my virginity, I was Wait, when you pop, when you actually have to, I've always wanted to ask this, when you actually, like, pop your cherry, like, you bleed? Like, you are you have a cherry in you, like a little red sack? <laughs> Not everyone bleeds when, when they have sex. Sometimes, some do a lot, some don't. Some have, like, a little spot. Is it, like, a little red sack in your cervix that, like, gets popped when you first have sex? I don't even know how to explain it. There's, like, this thing up there that is basically, it's, like, hole and not a hole but it's like 
solid. I don't know how to explain it. You have to look up an image. But when someone has sex, that spot. What do I look up? Like just like, like it breaks women's open. I don't know how to explain it. women's cherry. I I'm should gonna be able to look explain up. this. I'm a woman. I know. Uh... Are you looking it up right now? Okay, it's called a hymen. Yes, the hymen. There was this. The hymen, the small lining of tissue that partially Yeah. covers the vaginal opening, is practically synonymous with a slew of lady partners. You're not a virgin if you've popped your chair. You'll bleed the first time you have sex. Remember those back in the day? It's time to get the story straight. Here are the hymen facts you need to know. The hymen doesn't totally cover your vagina. Abnormal hymens can require surgery. Experts aren't sure if it's for purpose. It doesn't always break the first time you have sex. Oh, you might not know when it breaks. Some cultures still obsess about this. Once it tears, you never really deal with it again. Well, that's good. Yeah, and I've heard, I think I have a friend that, like, was riding a bike, and it was, like, really something, somehow it, something happened, and it, like, broke her hymen. I don't know. Or, like, so, someone used a tampon for the first time, and it broke the, her hymen before Okay, she ever had sex. Zara or Zara? Is that like a brand? Yeah, I think so for, like, They have clothes. a perfume called Women's Cherry. Like, oh, come on. That's weird. <laughs> I don't like that. and Tom Anyways. Ford has Tom Ford has a perfume called Lost Cherry. That's funny, but weird and creepy also. I wonder what that smells like. There's a story. I don't even know if I we should even talk about this, but there's a story. I forgot who it was. It was some like famous rapper or something. I can't remember who it was. Someone that's like really well known. I have to look it up or you can look it up while I'm talking about it. But They have a daughter, and it's really, really creepy, but, like, T.I. yes, he would bring her to the doctor and have him check to make sure Yeah, her hymen that is intact disgusting. and invade a privacy and so fucking weird. And he's thinking, you can have whatever you like, and you better keep Oh, that hymen, though. yeah, I like him, and I, uh, not anymore, but I did like him, but once I found out about that, I was like, nope. I don't like That's him anymore. disgusting. That's just, that crosses many lines. So nasty. Heard hymen today. Yeah. See, I, I knew that word too, but obviously on Now the spot, you think I right didn't. now. <laughs> so, You're going to tell me how you lost your hymen? yep. Okay. I don't like that word though. Ew. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I was 14, very young. Oh my God. But I was dating Chris. At the time, I was in eighth grade. We dated for two years. He was my first boyfriend ever, my first love. You're obsessed. And yeah, we were just, it was a really good, really good relationship. It was a good fit. Yeah. And, You were the but, skater girl, and he was like the skater boy. It was very Avril Lavigne and like that exactly. 2041 singer. Yeah. And we were both virgins, so we lost our virginity together. It was very cute. But I wish I could say it was we were in like a romantic setting, but we weren't. It was so his mom back in the day when when we were that age, she lived. Oh, my God. I can't even think of the road name, but I can picture Was it near it Alcoa Park? kind of, but not really. But I'd have to show you like on a map. But anyways, so she lived over there and she had a decent, like pretty big house. And in the back was like a back room where they had like couches and TV and like 
games and stuff. So it was kind of like his him, him and his brother's chill spot. And there was a couch and then another couch next to it. So it was kind of like in the shape of an L. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then a TV. And it was me and him and Adam. You can beep <laughs> this out, but Adam. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he was on the one couch and Chris and I were on the other couch. We were watching Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, the things I you know. remember. And we literally decided at that moment to lose our virginity together, and we did it right there on the couch with his friend on the couch next to us. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know Adam. He was looking over. Ugh. Maybe. You know he know. was. You know Probably. Was. I mean, we were under a blanket, but still, I look back and I'm like, could I be any more, like, classy? Like, how fucking trashy is that once that hymen gets heated up you're not in control anymore yeah <laughs> yeah so you um, have you remember you lost your hymen though i mean i don't i think i i didn't like bleed but i had like a little spot of blood on my underwear your sack got popped yeah my cherry <laughs> got lost <laughs> you'll never get it back nope oh god yeah, and I feel like him and I would have lasted all throughout high school if this situation didn't happen, yeah. which I may talk about, but not yet. I'm not ready to tell uh, people. Um, yeah, but that the guy that I lost my virginity to, like, obviously he like probably saw that. I got it taken off of topics, but um, I was mortified because I like the guy was fucking hot. Like I was just like, oh, I want to have sex with him all the time. And then that happened. I'm like, he's never gonna talk to me again. And then I would see him randomly, and he would, he would like talk to me, but it wasn't obviously like he didn't want people to know. Obviously, and he would. I think he was weird about being around me because that rumor was out. And um, so one time we were at BJ's, and he was there, and fucking Aaron had to fucking say it out loud. Oh god. And I'm like, oh my god. And the guy he ended up leaving because Aaron wouldn't he was like, You guys remember each other, right? Bubble. And I was like, Oh my god, you know, fuck <laughs> up. Just let me go. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny. I remember you're listening, Brian. You you're listening, Brian. I'm in Watertown and I've been waiting for you. I have him on Facebook. <laughs> okay, whatever. I block him because I don't want him to fucking hear this or his fucking wife. Oh my god. <laughs> Ugh. I was Anyway, flash forward to like in the future, I saw him again and I was yeah. working at, I was working on the res and, and his wife came through and I had to make their sandwiches. <laughs> Awkward. Only things I could say were mayonnaise or Russian. I bet your face was so fucking red. Purple. <laughs> Purple. My boss even said, what's going on with you? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Bobby. Shut up. <laughs> yep. I remember her from when Brie dated him back in the day. <laughs> oh, Brie. Mm-hmm. That was a fun relationship. Yeah, it was so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking toxic. I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. So you with Aaron. Yeah, we were doing a lot of Albany trips. Was that when, when he was with Sean? It was before. Um, yeah, it was kind of before. And then towards, like, the end of me living there is when they were really, like, serious. I think she was there for maybe six, seven months. 
Like, I always found that weird because know. you we were friends with Sean. Yeah. But I knew you secretly kind of hated her at the same time as you loved her. You know what I mean? Exactly. That is exactly how I felt. Because with Aaron, like, yeah, we were friends with benefits and business partners. But, like, we both liked each other so much. Like, we were never official because I was still kind of, like, hooking up with random people here and there. And he was also. But we had mad love for each other. Like, we just liked each other so much. So when it got to the point of like the end of that, even when he first started dating Sean, him and I were still kind of whatever because she wasn't living with us and we were living together. But then they got really serious and she moved in and was staying with him in that stupid tiny room he had. <laughs> and okay. I liked her so much as a person, as a friend, but I was so mad that he just stopped like being with me I guess and then being with her so like it pissed me off and I, I hated her at the same time and then she, like we had a love-hate relationship we would get along we would party together I would go see her while she's working bartending blah 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 and like she would hang out with you and I you know but there was times where she would like cross the line and say something I was just I hated it like she, I just did not and I didn't like living with a female I don't know I've, all my roommates over the years were just dudes and I just yeah, having I didn't like them together. Her in, well, also having her input like about your apartment and just shit like that. It was like yeah. she was getting in the way of what you guys already had, you know. So yeah, understandable. Like we're good friends to this day. I love her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't talked to her obviously in years, but I know she's gotten her shit together and like yeah, she she shows that she has like you know what I mean. Obviously, people don't show the negatives that go on in their life, but. <laughs> I'm sure she's doing good. Yeah, she is. But, yeah, we used to... Safety meeting. Oh, my God, the safety meeting. Yes. Oh, we'd write it on our hands, and anytime we wanted to go do a line, we'd show it to each other, and I was flashing that sucker out. I'm surprised we're still kicking. Oh, my I God, I know. safety meeting every 10 minutes. Yep. Mm. I literally... We just looked at a picture the other day where she's, like, on the phone talking and then her hands up and she's smiling and her hand literally says safety meeting with a smiley face. <laughs> I love it. I know. And it was just us three. So we're like at a house party with like 10 other people. But and that was where like if we wanted to, we'd just show safety meeting on our hand and then only us three would go do lines. Would that way yeah. we would know what we were doing? Nobody ever caught on to with like what does safety meeting mean? Or nobody everything I think a lot of people were so like fucked up that they never even noticed that we're like I mean once again everybody's doing lines out in front of everybody, but <laughs> we felt we wanted... to go in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to share. Well, I mean, everybody else was sharing, so we're like they can share with us, but we can't share with them. Yes, very that, very that. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. So then, that's when things got weird, right? So this is like 2010. You're still hanging out with PG through all of this. So I should tell the story. Yeah, this is the part where it gets crazy, wild. Yeah, like mind blowing. But yeah, yeah. So. As I've mentioned before to everyone, he broke my hand. My hand was in a cast. We were hanging out. He had a restraining order, blah, blah, blah. Towards the end of us hanging out, I was hanging out with Chucky a lot. And um, the night before, when Chucky stayed the night, PG had asked me 
if I want to go on a smoke cruise in the morning with him and his dad. And at that point, I was like, how many times do I have to tell you to leave me the fuck alone? Stop texting me. Stop calling me. Just please leave me alone. I have someone over. I don't want to hang out with you. We're done. We're done. Leave me alone. Um, Like, he just would never. He would call me, text me every day. And so I was with Chucky. He stayed the night. We did whatever. We got drunk. We got fucked up. Passed out in the morning, waking up to my phone ringing like crazy. And I ignored every single call because I was like, what the fuck? Like, leave me alone. And I finally answered and it's Chucky's mom, Cindy. And she said, oh my God, thank God you're okay. I'm like, why? And she's like, there was a really, really bad accident on the pontoon bridge road. And all I know was the person had a black car. And at the time I had a black car. And she's like, I just want to make sure it wasn't you and Chucky. I'm so glad you guys are okay. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. I'm like, we just woke up. I'm like, you woke us up from blowing up my phone. And she's like, okay, good, blah, blah, blah. And we hung up. And then we had left because I had to go to the bank to get money. And while I'm in line waiting to pull up, I get a call and I can't remember who called me. I still to this day, I have no idea. Oh, I, actually, I think it was Sarah, PG's sister. Yeah. That was who it was. Yeah, because she, she called me freaking out, and I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. And she said that PG and his dad, who was also PG, were killed in a car accident. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, you're fucked up. I'm like, what do you mean killed in a car accident? Like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, she's like that smoke cruise that they went on this morning, they crashed the car into a tree and they both died. And she was like freaking out. And I remember just, I had a panic attack. I couldn't even pull up to the bank. I just sat there and I was crying. I was screaming, hyperventilating. I literally could not breathe. I was like, oh my God, I told Chucky. I don't even think I pulled up and got the money. I just ended up leaving. From there, I don't remember where I went. I think I went back home to find out what's going on. And then I drove by the scene. I don't know why, but like it was all blocked off. They didn't um, they didn't allow like anybody to pull down there. And I asked the cops, I said, what happened? I heard it was a really bad accident. And I don't know even know why the cop even told me, like, because I'm sure they're not allowed to say it. But they basically confirmed that a guy named P PG and his dad, PG, we're killed in a car accident. The scene is really brutal. It can't go down there. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's when it confirmed They're that gone. they were both dead. And it's crazy because he had asked me to go on that smoke cruise in the morning. And I was like, no, like, uh. leave me the fuck alone. Thank God I didn't go. And like a part of me was like, why am I crying? Like, this is kind of like a relief, <laughs> but also like I what you mean karma, but like, nah, but you know, and then also it was like, no, this is horrible. Like. We were still kind of like talking and whatever. Like yeah. for everything that was going on and stuff was because of the abuse. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just now all of a sudden it's like my abuser's dead. Yeah, I had like a whole million different types of emotions. Yeah. Part of me was like, why am I crying? And oh my God, this is horrible. He doesn't deserve this, but, but maybe also, he does deserve it. It's karma. I feel not even just crying. that, but holy shit, this really is all over now. Yeah, this is the end. No more abuse. Like, it took him dying. 
I'm literally shaking, like thinking, like talking about it. Like it's just so still to this day, it's crazy to me, but, but yeah, that was like when I was like kind of relieved because I was like, Oh my God, it took him dying in a car accident for the abuse to end. It's kind of crazy is the whole thing with him was supposed to go to trial when with you know, him breaking my hand and then it didn't obviously because they died. So did you go to the, was there a funeral? Yeah. So that's the other thing is a lot of people were like, why the fuck did you go to the wake, the funeral, blah, blah, blah. I went to both. Yeah. His, obviously, you know, only certain people can go to the actual funeral. And of course his sister, Sarah, who at the time I was still good friends with, she was like, you have to be there. And of course, at the time I was like, of course I'll be there. (laughs) So I went to the wake, um, and the funeral but the wake was a double open casket they were like right next to each other and it was so morbid weird like i've never experienced anything like that i can still picture it to this day it was just insane um but yeah and then the the funeral i just remember the craziest thing that happened at the funeral i just can't i'll never forget it I was sitting next to Bud, which I know you know Bud because yeah. I used to hang out with him all the time. So one thing that PG's dad hated, like out of everything in the world, he hated the most was cats. He hated cats. <laughs> and we're sitting in the church for the funeral. The door to the outside is wide open. And all of a sudden, the weirdest fucking thing, a cat walks in, goes down the aisle and circles I'm not even making this up. I swear on everything I love. The cat circles around his dad's casket and then walks out and leaves. Oh my god. I'm like, what the fuck? It was it was the most bizarre thing ever. Like and I saw it because of course I was sitting up front with like so, family. Yeah. The family had you sit right up front and everything. Well, not like the front. I was no, I know like, what you mean, like but... the third, fourth row back or whatever, but like with you know, I could see like they Sarah treated was... you. They treated you as if you were still like his partner. Yeah, yeah, but they're like, such a was... thick family. I'm sorry. It was, it was weird because like Sarah and I were really good friends, and then his other sister Sam and I were really good friends. Um, but his mom didn't really like me because when I had him arrested for beating me up first thing i mean he was only in there for like a day because his mommy bailed him out and even though he was like the worst type of human out there he did no wrong in her eyes like he was a golden boy to her and when i had the whole charges pressed on him and like was supposed to go to trial he was threatening me and saying like how could you do this he just he went to prison for five and a half years. He's on parole right now. If he goes back, he'll be in there for like 10, 15 years. Like, how could you do this? And I'm like, how can I fucking do this? I'm like, do you not understand the shit your son put me through? I mean, did you go there thinking you were gonna get your own sort of closure? Is that where you went? Like you needed to go for yourself? Or did you yeah. feel like you also were forced to go? Like you were like, I have to go to this. No, I, I, well, I didn't feel forced. I just, at the time, I felt like, because, like, I, part of me still loved him, even though everything that he did to me and stuff, yeah. like, I, and it was, it was heartbroken, but also relieved. I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, I was so sad that he, he was gone, but also so relieved. So, it was, in a way, it was, like, me paying my respects, but also me, like, 
kind of getting closure and being like, okay, phew, this is finally the end. I don't have to worry about my life being at risk anymore. What's it like, like now? Like even just saying the story, like I get, like, are you like, do you feel? I'm like literally my, I'm like ch- shaking, okay. chatter, chattering, like my, I'm like I'm cold and I'm not like I'm just anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Like my jaws chattering. As if I have the cold chills. I will say that, like, the whole time that we've been talking about this stuff, like, it just takes, like, such a strong person to put it out there that you're, like, a survivor of all of that. So, if I just commend you on all of it, I think that it's, like... Thank you. For you to put it out there, for the world to hear, even if the world's not listening, it's just, like, it's really... It makes a lot of people that are listening and find strength in it. And if it helps one person then you did what you needed to do you know what yeah, i mean that's my goal honestly with all this just one person it's you know the one person hears it and they're like i don't want i don't want to end up like that or i don't want i are now i'm realizing that this is wrong it's like you you did what you needed to do you know what i mean yeah. so find that obviously you know in this the mental health part we i think you're raised that way too is just kind of like no we'll handle it and on our own yeah things of your past that we haven't talked about and the drugs and pg it's always been well we'll handle this as a family unit we'll handle this like on your own we'll take you out of this situation and it's like you've never really had the opportunity to go and like just mental dump onto somebody for an unbiased opinion and i'm i'm excited for you to find a therapist and talk about it because i think you're going to find a lot of you're going to get your happiness back eventually and you deserve that. Yeah. I think it'll be very beneficial. Oh, a hundred percent. And to be honest, like when the whole thing happened, I at that time was contemplating on going to therapy and seeing a therapist, but I had so many like friends say like, you need to go to therapy. You need to do this. You need it to go to therapy. It almost comes off as like, it's a burden or like, it's like you're making their like patronizing you. Like you need help. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I was like, I've always been a stubborn person, but when I was younger, I was so much more stubborn. So, like, when I had people telling me what I needed to do, I was like, well, now I'm not going to do it. You've always been telling me to. Also been that always been like, a, I don't need that. Like, I'm fine mentality. We're like, you're, you put on it just as much as I do. And the yeah. other person is like, you put on this happy face and you kind of go on without your day. And that when you're by yourself is like you're dealing with all of these things and it's like it's not going to get you anywhere good to just kind of have this resting on your shoulders you know exactly yeah still to this day i struggle with like being like yep i'm fine it's fine and then I'm, i get alone and i'm like well, crying. I, I, yeah. yeah well i think uh, i'm like proud of you i'm not like i'm very proud of you for because you didn't need to say any of that you know what i mean so you put it yeah. out amazing thank you i appreciate so, that no problem um, when I heard, I was shocked. I literally, I remember when I found out I was shocked. Like, I didn't know, I think kind of like you, I didn't know whether to rejoice or recoil. Like, I was kind of like, ugh. I was very ick about the whole thing. It made me feel strange because nobody deserves to die. Mm-hmm. But, and everybody, you know, I'm a big, obviously, especially me, it's second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Everybody deserves it, but if it happens that way and my friend's going to be safe and I don't have to, it's almost like um, 200 pounds was off my shoulders. I didn't have to worry about him anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Hurting you. I didn't have to worry about what you were doing. If you, you know, I just, I got to kind of, I think all of your friends got to breathe 
fresh air for like a take a deep breath and kind of okay that's over with you know yeah especially so, the ones that were always like dude you need to leave him you're yeah. you know you need to leave him now they don't have to say it anymore <laughs> yeah so it's just like it felt thin but so i had moved to syracuse i just needed to get out of messina i knew that it was like a moment where i got like a a chance to kind of like I'll have a home and I'll get a job and I got to kind of have an opportunity to kind of start over so I mm -hmm. took it immediately um and then I went so I moved down to Syracuse with my friend Karen um within like the first month I got a job at Herb Phillipson's which is like a sporting goods store it was like mm -hmm. a, very much um but yeah so but I would hang out with that I, that's where I met a lot of my friends from um obviously from Syracuse but uh, my friend Erin who I talked to um she's in Florida now she's doing really good um Erin had a, like a, a lot of boyfriends sorry Karen but she had a lot of boyfriends and <laughs> one of them I became really good friends with his name was Kendrick and I remember the first time because I stopped kind of using drugs I, I mean, I still did once in a while, obviously they popped up because I would drink mm -hmm. and stuff and go out, but it wasn't so prevalent in my life where I was like, obviously I didn't know where to get it. So it wasn't a big thing. So, but I remember with Kendrick is he would have Molly and oh yeah. You remember the, the first time you ever did like ecstasy or drugs? Um, yeah, it's like a really bad story. What? So, okay. So when I was doing drugs, like everything at that point, I was not doing ecstasy and I did not want to, like, I was fine with shoveling yeah. snow up my nose, but, and popping pills. But I was very adamant about being like, no, I am not doing ecstasy. I'm too scared. I, cause like, I knew there was a 50, 50 chance that you could die from taking it. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do it. I want nothing to do with it. It doesn't sound like a good time. I don't want to do it. And PG, this, him and his sister knew that I was very strongly against it. We were hanging out one night, drinking tequila and whiskey and just getting shit faced. And they were rolling, drinking my drink. They, they had given me a new drink. I was drinking it, whatever, feeling great. They had a whole ecstasy pill dissolve in my drink and they drugged me and it hit me while I was driving. Wow. Yeah. And we went back. Audacity to be like, you shouldn't drive right now. Like, even if it was another drunk driver, like, I don't think you should drive right now, knowing that all of a sudden for your first time, you're going to, you're going to start rolling. Yeah. While driving a vehicle, like, That's do they not care about the their lives too? I mean, look what happened. I know. There's some, they were some inbred motherfuckers, that's for sure. The, that's a weird sister brother relationship. Yeah, very fucking weird. And the very head, fucking, she was a freak, still is. Ugh, gross. Well, the first time I ever took Molly, because I mean, obviously, I'd rolled before, but the first time I ever took Molly, I was in Syracuse and Kendrick. We, it was Karen's like birthday, so we were going to this club, and he like asked me, he was like, "Do you, like, do you want to roll?" And I remember being like, "Yeah, sure." So like, he put like this like brown powder like in a water bottle, and like I just chugged it, like not even really like thinking like, "What the fuck is this?" But I remember taking it, and like we were all supposed to go out, and so me, him, and he was dating this girl named Sarah at the time. Like him and Karen already broke up or whatever that thing was, and. <laughs> That Sarah girl had one of those really squawky, like, baby voices. Ew. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
So she just was rambling on, but it started kicking in, and we are like, once again, driving around. But we were driving around, about to go to this club, but we, like, would park, and, like, we just all start talking, you know, how everyone's like, we fucking love you, like, we're family, you know how people <laughs> get when we're rolling. Yeah. Well, this Sarah girl, I she kept talking and talking and talking and me and him would just stare at each other and we'd be like you need to shut up like you need to stop <laughs> she'd be like oh, and i was like i your voice is so atrocious <laughs> so we get to this club and literally little did we know that like there's like a step and repeat when you walk up so like there's people taking pictures for like the clubs like Facebook and shit and oh, I'm like God. rolling face so like I kind of just like stood there for a second with crooked smiles and shit and then went in and I remember Karen had had bought the, like a VIP section for herself like literally oh, bought wow. her, like and literally bought bottles like $300 bottles for this thing for all of her friends so it was like I'm sitting there and I'm like rolling face and I'm sitting on this couch and I'm drinking and so much fun but i barely remember a lot of it and then i remember like being up for like three days after we just kept taking it and like we would go to like the onondaga um like the trail like this like walkway mm -hmm. and yeah, i don't know we were talking to strangers and shit it was a wild couple of days but i remember when i snapped out of it karen looked at me and was like yeah my birthday was kind of a flop and i'm like i what do you mean like i thought that was a lot of fun she's like yeah you probably had a lot of fun but i spent over close to a grand on bottles and stuff not one person took a picture with me you were all taking pictures with each other uh and i felt so bad but whatever she was like why would you do that anyway for yourself it's very strange but um yeah I don't know. She was she was a, like a good roommate for a while. Like I had a lot of fun with her, and like she always made sure that I was like good. And I had that job, and I was contributing, and it just felt good. Um, I was a wicked when I was living in Syracuse. I was a wicked whore. The wicked slut. Like that's when I I think being in Messina is like it's kind of like a cesspool of the gays. There all had already had sex with each other, and I was very like Ew, <laughs> about it. Yeah, <laughs> I really wasn't a hundred percent comfortable in Messina about my sexuality. When I got to Syracuse, I had that, like, I don't give a fuck mentality because, like, I didn't know anyone. So I started having sex with anyone I wanted, anytime I wanted. And um, I remember I met this guy and I really, really liked him. And I really liked him. Like, he was, we were just, we were just, I just sent you pictures and we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. So hot. Oh my God. Literally so hot. I don't know how I bagged this guy. But, we were in a relationship and everything was really good. Such a nice guy, very sweet. He met some of my friends and they all were like, wow, this guy was really good. Like, how did you fucking bag him? And I'm like, I had no idea. But uh -huh. he lived like an hour away. So I would cheat on him <laughs> like every <laughs> week, all week. I would cheat on him. I was a wicked whore. Um, <laughs> one weekend, he when I came home from work, he was there. He was going to surprise me. Well, Karen had sat him down. And told him every single thing that I had done the whole time I was there. I'm just cheating on him. So I walk in, he's crying. And I got really defensive. Started screaming Whose friend out. is she, though? Mo or yours? Oh, well, she... I, I mean, I understood that she felt like I was being... Like, why wouldn't she pull me aside and be like, I think what you're doing is wrong, right? Yeah. She told him everything. And that was, like, the end of our friendship. So I ended up leaving Syracuse after... I think I was there for, like, a good two years. But, um... I left Syracuse after a little bit after that. Our friendship just never really. I had this animosity towards her. I was very resentful. Like, I was very. I moved back to Messina, 
Um, I stayed with my friend Amanda, again, that I mentioned earlier. Um, I got this job at Jurek, and I worked there out on the rest for, like, six years. I was out at, like, for working for, like, Twin Leaf. And yeah, I remember that. <laughs> kind of where I want to pick up next week, where we talk about where we are now, because it's kind of more relevant to, like, where... Yeah. What led into, like, my moment where I am right now and my sobriety and stuff, so... But, yeah. So, I'm... So, that's with how you ended up. So, I'm going to backtrack just a tiny bit and rewind back to 2011. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was living with Aaron. And I remember... PG's dead. Yeah, PG was has been had been dead for more than a few months and i at that point knew like okay i have a really bad problem and like before i was like fuck it i don't care i have a problem yeah whatever i'm gonna party i'm gonna do everything but then like starting around that time i was like oh my god like do i want to do this for the rest of my life i'm gonna end up dead or in prison or whatever and i remember this one day i had this conversation with you actually i don't think i ever like reminded you of this or like told you but it had a huge impact on how bad I was doing and how much drugs I was doing in a day and every day Mm -hmm. you had said you you told me with obviously you were doing lots of stuff too yeah you were like Sam you're doing way too much and he's you're like you need to slow down and I was like oh my god if somebody who's doing coming from me yeah someone who's doing a lot of drugs also is saying that to me then I must be like out of control but I didn't even like realize it because I was just so far gone. And so at that moment, when you said that, it was kind of like, okay, I, I had a reality check. Like a light clicked on in my head and I was like, oh my God. And then that's when I feel like I hit rock bottom and I had like a mental breakdown. And even though it was kind of fucked up when this happened, I just went in my closet, sat down and I just bawled my eyes out. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? This is not okay. I need to snap out of it. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of New York. I need to move. With love and respect, I think that your rock bottom had been going on for a while. And I think that's why I said that to you was, hey, Sam, like, I know that you're you've been in a low moment and you've continuously been in this low moment and you're not realizing that's scary for me is because I've hit my birthstone is rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I've hit a million rock bottoms. But the thing about you and I is and I can say this comfortably is that we're I come from a different cloth than a lot of people that we were putting ourselves around as far as being raised by good parents. And, and I'm not judging other people's parents. I'm just speaking for ourselves is we were raised by good parents. We have good morals. Our moral compass is always directing us to what's right and what's wrong, even if we know what we're doing is wrong. And I, at that moment, wasn't seeing that from you. I wasn't seeing you swaying towards, oh, wow, I'm fucked up. Well, I have something. This isn't right. I'm not. That wasn't happening where I had remorse and guilt and all these things for what I was doing with my life, not working, being homeless, being a feeling like a burden, which I still carry that sometimes is um, not sometimes I carry that all the time as being an addict in recovery is feeling like I'm a burden to people. That's why it's hard for me to reach out to people when I'm struggling. Same for Mm -hmm. you. And you you never, ever were saying anything to me like that of I'm not doing good and I'm worried about myself. And that scares me. And so yeah. I think that's why for me, I was like, I was like, I'm not a person that you probably want to listen to, but this isn't good. This, you're not doing good. We're both not doing good. And you, something's got to give. I feel like I hit rock bottom, but, and then I stayed there for a yep. long time. On that bottom for so long. Yeah. 
And then I just, I was like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. I need to, I want to move. I, and I've always wanted to move to Florida. And I was like, how can I do this? I need to just be honest. And at the time, my parents were on vacation in Florida with my Oma and my Opa. So I was like, I can't call my mom and tell her. I'm not going to ruin her vacation. So I called and I called my Oma and I just said, I don't want to tell mom this because I don't want to ruin her vacation. I have a problem. I need help. I need to get out of here. And she's like, okay. She's like, what's your problem? I said, I'm addicted to drugs and it's a lot of them. I, I need help. I don't know what to do. And so she said, when your parents come back, pack up whatever you can fit in your car and move down here. And at that time, I wanted to go to rehab. I said to them, I said, I want to go to move to Florida, but I want to go to a rehab in Florida. And basically my family said, no, you don't need rehab. We'll be your rehab. So between I lived kind of back and forth. I'm So I packed up everything in my car. My mom came with me. I drove to Florida. I officially moved to Florida on May 4th of 2011. And I lived back and forth between my Oma and my Opa's house and my Uncle Bob's house. I never went to rehab. And I... I Did you regret not going to rehab? Or I know that it worked out, but... Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I, I still wish that I would have went and got that, like... Mental clarity. He would have yeah. got some kind of moment to kind of go, okay. And uh, yeah, talk to the, the therapists, the counselors they have, and just did the whole process and learned all the steps the right way. And, you know, and I still wish I yeah. one, but at the same time, at least you would have gotten like a kind of a kind of an eye opening experience to like, okay, the, like an like an eye opening to like, oh, this is what recovery is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the process of recovery, which, you know, just by having friends like me, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you're not dumb, you know. We've talked so much about it, but to be in it and to be around it are two different things, I think. But I think that the only thing that I wish you would have went for is for that mental help. But it's something that you can get now. Any, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's like, never too late. No, never. It's never too late. And I'm proud of you for wanting to go. Thank Just you. for how we both were last week. It's like I'm and I go to a psychiatrist and I go to a therapist and I go to a counselor for uh substance abuse and i go to appointments all week you know that and and i'm still having mental health problems where i don't want like it's just like i don't want to get up i don't want to go do this i don't want to it's like i have no drive no ambition right. sluggish little things i've learned this is like the little things are the things that get me the most so like dubbing my toe it ruins yep. my whole day and i'm I would be like and it's like those things are going to happen. We're going to stub our toes. We're going to, we're going to trip. We're going to get paper cuts. We're going to, somebody's going to piss us off in the line at McDonald's, stupid things like that. Yeah. It's like, we should be focusing on the big things that are, we're not planning on happening like death and all these other things. Like those are the things that we're really going to be testing us, you know? And yeah. my mental health goes down the tubes over little things. I'm nervous. You know what I mean? That's why I go to this, get, clarity from my psychiatrist and stuff is because i need to be reminded like these are small things and you're gonna have big things happening in your life so that's a huge thing i i deal with also and struggle with because like i'll wake up and have like a headache or i'll, I'll have a bad work day and like even though my headache went away and the rest of the day was fine i'm like nope now i'm not gonna do the dishes now i'm not gonna clean now i'm not gonna do the laundry and yeah like it's like why am i using why am I using that as an excuse to not do things that have to get done? Exactly. That's 100% it. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's move on to our songs. 
That yep. was, by the way, that was really good. And I'm proud of you once again. Thank you. And I love you. I love you too. All right. What's your favorite song this week? It's by the band X Ambassadors. And the song is called Adrenaline. You just have to listen to it. It's like Sing the it beginning. Me. Sing it for me. <laughs> no. The beginning <laughs> kind of sounds like you're listening to Glee. But then it like turns into like alternative rock. I don't know how to explain okay. it. You that sounds just... cool though. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, mine is um by Cutie. His name is Jaden. Um, but it's called Crack My Skull. And I don't it's like new age kind of emo shit, but it's just catchy. I think people will hear it and be like, wow, fucking queer. But I am obsessed <laughs> with me so fucking cute. Yada yada yada. Whatever. I'm gonna listen to it. It's a great song, honestly. I th- I know you'll like it because we're both fucking queer as fuck. Yeah. Um, all right, love and loathe. What are you loving? Oh, this this week or this past month honestly i've been obsessed with the summer edition red bull the strawberry apricot i'm obsessed i'm addicted i haven't i haven't had it i love the peach nectarine one is like my favorite one how come they don't ever come out with sugar free of the flavors i don't know and i wish they did but too because i don't like not i just there's so much sugar in them that it bothers me but they taste so fucking good Ugh. You don't. You t- kind of taste the Red Bull, but you don't. It's just like, oh my god, it's just so good. You gotta try it. You know what I saw at the store the other day too that I kind of forgot about was Rock Stars. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like I always see Monsters. Monsters have good flavor and sugar free, but mm-hmm. I'm a Red Bull like kind of guy. Like yeah. aesthetically, I'm a Red Bull. Like I like the like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, this week I love and I'm obsessed with. And I have been obviously this since it came out, but RuPaul's Drag Race is all stars seven, but it's all winners. And it's just like such a good cast and like Raja. There's just like really good drag queens on it and I love it. But I'm also going to say I also love women and strong women. Like all of my friends that are women, I love you guys so much. And the way the world is these days, I hate it for you guys. And I just am going to say this. Stop putting bans on women's bodies. United States government, you nasty fucking old white motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh. So gross. But I love women. I love how strong you guys all are in times like this. And I think it's a good time to band together and state your opinion on this whole Roe vs. Wade thing is being overturned makes me stick to my stomach me too like literally feel like my rights are being taken away like this is they like are. Fucking 19 the beginning of the 1900s like what 50 50 years ago that they came out yeah. and then now here we are let's turn it back time so sickening but um all right my favorite when it comes down to you i love listening to you bitch and complain what do you loathe oh god my loathe is a person and this has been a long time coming. I know it. Yeah. So I've been wanting to mention this for a while and now I finally am. And basically, so, okay. There's this, per- <laughs> there's this person back home that I used to be really good friends with. We were friends for like 14 years. Her name, I obviously won't, I'm not going to say, say it. her first name. Who cares? Well, I was going to just call her A. No, say it. Okay. Angie. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, Angie, if you're listening, (laughs) I'm sure you'll love this part. (laughs) So, yeah, we we were friends for a very long time. I had to end our friendship at the beginning of this year because being her friend was exhausting. And she just she never cared about anything I had to say. Or, for example, last year when I told her I was dealing with depression or a bad health issue, 
I basically, I told her why I haven't been talking to her much or reaching out. And she said, oh, I'm sorry to hear. Did you hear about so-and-so that just overdosed? And I'm like. It's like a constant gossip. Yeah. She's literally, all she cares about is being Messina's biggest gossiper and talking shit about all of my friends who are struggling. And even the ones that are trying to get better, she will shame She's kind of like the first one there to wait for you to fall out or be the one to report it when you fall out or yeah. if she has any speculation that you've messed up she will make it public knowledge that she thinks you messed up exactly it's so true. i i personally i agree with everything and i know you have more to say on this i agree with everything when it comes down to angie she's a person that i think that even you'll say this is like a person that you kind of want on your good side because you don't want her it's like almost like you keep her on your good side and keep her as a friend just because you don't want her to talk shit about you. Yeah. And she's better to have, obviously, she's better to have on your good side than your bad side. But when you have her on your good side, there could be a falling out over the dumbest shit. And that's like right now, this conversation we're having right now, I'm done. You know what I mean? And yeah, it sucks because we were really close friends. I personally was really, and I know you were too, but I was really close friends with her brother who passed away. I love him and he was a great friend. I love her too. I don't love her behavior. If that yeah. makes sense to you. Um, so I just I've seen a lot of things over the last couple of weeks being sent to me by Jen and things like that. It's just she's 50 years old. Yeah. Know, just 50. being just being like an internet bully at this time of day, like this disgusting is nasty to me. Yes. She thinks it's her life purpose to tell people who are recovering addicts that they're junkies or pieces of shit. And then obviously the ones that are in active addiction, she shames them. She publicly shames them on Facebook for everyone to read. And I even seen her, and I know you saw it because I sent it to you. Yeah. She had stooped so fucking low to the point where when people are writing grieving posts on Facebook saying rest in peace, so-and-so, she will shame them for saying rest in peace to this person because they may have done drugs before. They may have been an addict. And she makes them feel like they contributed to their death and she will say that she literally says shame on you you contributed to their death you're a piece of shit she's more exhausting than anything that's thick and the whole um i have a friend named ray lynn who we had a mutual friend that passed away and then another friend passed away mm -hmm. it's just been a rough couple of years i think for everyone in messina but um she posted on this person saying saying rest in peace i think that you're up in heaven with atasha and angie went underneath that post and had to make a comment stating you're part of the reason and then started making racial slurs at her because she dates someone of color it's just so nasty to me you're yeah. 50 years old you stay at home all the time your son ran someone over with a car you're not the mother Teresa of messina new york no one wants to hear your opinion she shouldn't be able to put her opinions out in public it's hurtful and i think that she should be banned from social media but that's just me. yeah exactly and i just have one more little thing to say on top of that and angie if you're listening you need to fucking humble yourself because forget that at one point you were a drug dealer too yes yes she talks about all these people being shaming shaming them for doing this and doing that but she was a drug dealer when pg was alive him and i would stay at her house and babysit her kids for a week at a time get them on the bus get them off the bus cook them cook them dinner blah 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 while her and her boyfriend went on business trips it's yeah i mean things with thickening 
Good for you for stating it. I agree 100%. It's not something that I have a problem with a friendship ending over me sticking up for friends that are trying to grieve or um, change their life. And having somebody put them in the gutter just makes me stick to my stomach. So, Angie, if you hear this, bye. Um, my low this week, other than that, I have I have two. The first, obviously, I stated it before, is this overturning of Roe versus Wade. And once again, stop putting a ban on women's bodies. It's disgusting. I hate it. And I think that we need to protest and do what we can to make it known that this is gross. The health risks and everything that go around all of this makes me so scared. Um, second, I have old friends that I think of a lot. I know I owe a lot of them apologies. And a lot of them I don't ever get a chance to apologize um it's something that i hate is being able to like kind of being cut off from communication when obviously you know when i'm in active addiction i'm not the same person as i am i don't think anybody is but i'm i mean i'm distant i don't talk to people i don't reach out for help i cut everybody off i'm once again mean um and i do and say things that i just i regret you know wholeheartedly mm -hmm. um i have a group of friends that i used to hang out with the one well there's two girls they know who they are when they're listening, but I don't get a chance to talk to them. Um, they're both adamant that they don't want to be friends with me anymore, which is fine. And I'm fine with that. I just I always wanted to say that I apologize to them. But I'm learning now that forgiveness is something that I just you give yourself, you know, like I need to kind of forgive myself for the way that I acted and treated. I don't need to have an apology sent to them. I don't need to say I'm sorry to them for myself to feel better. The things that they've said and done to me don't aren't any better i've talked to you about it it's sick and yeah. i don't know i hope that they find peace and happiness in their life they deal with struggles themselves um you know it's not everyone's perfect and i'm not trying to be but i just wanted to let them know that i hate that they think that i don't deserve to have a chance to redeem myself ever and but i'm doing great so success is the best revenge right exactly yep so all right, well, next week we're coming out to full throttle with some positive stuff, kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. And we're going to get into some lighthearted, fun, Sam and Toby bullshit. Do you guys have anything that you want to talk about or hear our opinions on? You can leave a message, a voice message on Anchor. You can follow us on Instagram at OMGSPFU underscore podcast. And Anywhere you listen to our podcast, you should give us a five stars and you should leave a comment or a review stating how beautiful our voices sound on your phone, TV, wherever the F you listen to it. <laughs> All right. Once again, I'm proud of you, Sam. Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. I'm trying my best. All right. I love you. And for everyone listening, we love you, too. Women, I support you. Yes. I love All you right. all. Love Bye. you.